0: Having a good time, John, Josh, and Alex, trenchant analysis, John, Josh, and Alex, good, good friends, John, Josh, and Alex, the final
1: fantasy.
2: Welcome back to the Final Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, John. With me, as always, uh, we've got Alex. How you doing, pal? Good, John. How are you? Fantastico. Fantastic. Josh, how are you doing, pal? Good, John. Good evening. Good evening to you as well. Uh, Coming at you. uh, Getting ready to do some more of our fantasy outlook apps. Uh, We actually got a team that's playing tonight, the Chicago Bears. The Bears, the monsters of the midway. Well, I guess now they're going to be the monsters of some suburb. Of Chicago. I don't know if that's still not possible. if Lori Lightfoot gets a dome put over in a soldier field. Uh, yeah, like good luck with that. Is she gonna inflate it like with a hot air balloon and have it carry it up? I don't
0: know. Uh, I don't know. She's probably talking to the Army Corps of Engineers right now. The Army
2: Corps of Engineers, no way. I should get them over here to set up our uh office, figure out how to get
0: audio right in the show. Yeah,
2: hey, we're working on it. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, before we jump into the bears, um, uh, yeah, obviously the big news of the day is the Deshaun Watson, uh situation and i will say that it's like it's just such a weird i I don't know i mean so he ended up getting 11 games as opposed to the six on twitter was like kind of i mean it was like not an apology it was one of those non-apologies but then immediately said to a reporter that like he still is innocent and it was one of those like i feel bad about the situation that may have happened or whatever.
0: So, did the NFL give him five more games? Like, how did that work? I thought, like... So,
1: they... He... Or, I'm sorry. The NFL appealed the arbitrator's decision and then they entered into a settlement. Yeah. Basically, of 11 games. With Watson
0: and the Bear and the Browns? Or with the judge? Well... I thought I thought the arbitration thing was, like,
1: the judge's ruling is fine. No, because... I think in the way it works under the CBA is they... Goodell would ultimately, I think, have the ability to appoint a different, I guess, a federal judge or something. I don't know exactly how it works, but all I know is they were going to go through that process instead of just taking the arbitrator's decision, mm-hmm. and they ended up basically resolving it in between okay. Watson and the NFL.
2: Yeah, like it was, yeah, so the 11 games and a $5 million fine. So, I mean, he still made out like a bandit, but um, I mean... Uh, I don't know. Like, it you know you get to a situation. I mean, Did a lot he, of people he signed a deal with the Browns, right? Yeah, a okay. huge deal, like a massive, massive deal. So I mean, again, like so they're probably fine with spiking
0: the season I mean, because they're not.
2: Yeah, you know, at that backup, Jacoby Brissett as of now will he start the season? I mean, Jacoby Brissett has come in. He's on a, a lot great. Of different he's a great teams. backup. Yeah, he's but a, it's not a guy who wants yeah, to games. 11 for eleven games. games. Yeah, not great, but. I mean, yeah, I mean and again we we'll get into the Browns whenever we do that episode, but I mean that does I mean it's it's just such a weird situation, because it's like the moral quandary versus the, you know, oh it's fantasy football and that's what we talk about. But I mean, obviously, yeah, eleven games, the twelfth game is against the Texans, so I mean you imagine the NFL probably did that on purpose, you know, it was like, well we'll get that headline, he'll have his redemption story for eleven weeks to, you know, get right or whatever. And then play his old team, but and we'll find out Davis Mills or Deshaun Watson who's the real deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I and mean, we haven't really gotten into it all that often. I mean, I just it's what's the difference between eleven games and just suspending him for the whole year at this point? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. And again, and this, is I mean, it, here it, to, it is tricky
1: know,
0: season anyway because it he really, I mean, he has not been charged with anything. Not that I'm defending him or anything, but it's hard to, that's the problem with the NFL doing 15 years since Goodell took over of being were worthy ultimate judge and jury. Yeah. I was like, okay, how do you actually like go about, and like if you're the players association, you have to defend the member of your union because he hasn't been charged with anything. Yeah. So Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. I know six games seemed hilariously small. Yeah. So, they're just going to throw an arbitrary number between that and a whole season, which seems like they did.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, you know, I
0: don't
1: know.
2: Interesting to see how that plays out.
1: I just think it would be really funny if, you know, when he does come back, he just really sucks. I mean, yeah, <laughs> his the preseason game he played, and then he played all, like, seven snaps, but he did not look yeah, good. one for seven.
2: Yeah. I mean, he hasn't played football in, you know, yeah, two year, years. So, I mean... It's you know I think the rust is going to be there, but again, yeah, we'll get into more of the you know fantasy impact this will have on your Amari Coopers and and that kind of situation when we get to the Browns. Uh, a couple more things to unpack here: uh, Drew Locke, who did play, uh, well, is not playing tonight. Uh, tested positive for COVID, so he has COVID. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, tested positive last week, I believe, right after we recorded. Take a few more rocks out of the tube, baby.
1: Think uh, Russ plays any snaps this game?
2: I'm not certain this if game? Russell Wilson is going yeah. to be playing. He won't, won't be playing anymore. this game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he That's plays. Like, yeah, yeah. Not play yeah <laughs> he's absolutely going to not <laughs> be playing because he no longer plays for the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll sneak back. He just sneaks just one last ride. you know, one last one last preseason game with old, old Petey. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh yeah, Drew Lock COVID. Uh Zach Wilson, uh successful uh surgery on that uh torn meniscus, I believe is what it was. There but there's some I guess some outside hope that he might be ready for week one. Uh head coach uh Robert Sala said that, you know, kind of more non-committal on that, yeah. I think. He said if he's ready, he will play week one. If not, you know, they'll move forward with Joe Flacco as the starter. So. <laughs> um, if Flacco's wacko. He's gonna be starting in the Jets. Oh. <sighs> You ruined it. You took a good old gag that we've had. Oh, they're showing that awesome uh one where they throw the fish at Pete Carroll, that Monday night thing that we all love. And when he just starts getting hit in the face by giant tuna. <laughs> Let's all stop for a second and just enjoy it. <laughs> and then he falls Whoa! down He starts getting pelted and then falls down. Oh these Monday
1: night graphics are the reason I watch football. I know, honestly. No, they no other
2: reason. They make uh they make the game so much better. Um yeah. Well uh yeah, we'll move on here. Uh Miles Sanders also uh, injured at camp, uh, with a hamstring injury. Uh kind of still, you know, season isn't starting here for about half a month, so have some time to recover from that. Hamstrings can be tricky though, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, adjust your rankings accordingly. But guys, uh we're gonna get started. Uh now, Alex, uh this isn't your favorite team by any means. It's a team that I you know you're a well wisher of. Um sure. and a lot of our friends are fans of this team. We live in a uh, section of the United States where a lot of people are fans of this team. Now, is this team good? No. Uh, yeah, it's the Chicago Bears. Well, it's the Chicago Bears who are playing tonight, so while we're recording, we'll be able to watch, uh, watch them chuck the ball around, have some fun, have some fun. Uh, but this uh, this Bears team, um, and Josh, I'll, I'll pose this to you. So first question, obviously, Justin Fields. Sophomore season, do you think that this is going to get any better or any worse? Um,
1: I, I mean, I think it'll get slightly better, but I'm not expecting a huge jump uh, from him this season versus last. Uh, you know, they've, it's a the second year in the offense. They lost Allen Alan Robinson, who didn't do anything last year, but yeah, now you're thrown to Darnell Mooney. Um. As your wide receiver one, so I don't know. I don't expect this to be a, a great team, but.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, so you're, Justin Fields, there was some good as, as well as some bad for him last season. Right now, I have him uh, ranked uh, as my quarterback. He's in the late teens. I'm pulling up my list right now. Um, yeah, I have him ranked at 18. I got him at 19. Yeah, I have him below, below Trevor, above Matt Ryan. Um, again, I I mean, the, the legs give him, you know, give him a floor here that I think is worth looking into. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got the other quarterbacks we are not going to talk about. Well, one of them, uh, his name is Nathan Peterman. So that guy's still around. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some good, there's some bad, and I, I think that, Again, there's some optimistic room here. Like, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. You got a new coach, uh, Everfluss. I think this is the first one we've done in a while, Roots, you know, that hasn't been the same kind of regime uh, for the last few teams that we've done. So, it'll be interesting to see without Nagy there, like, what kind of. Oop, Alex has dropped his phone. Oh. You don't have to tell people that. Oh, but I want to. Kerplonk. Um, but yeah, I mean, so last season. Um, drafted number 11 overall last year. Um, had some decent fantasy performances week six he was QB 19, week eight QB3, week nine Qb nine, Qb8 and 14 and QB 10 and 15. I mean there were some bad 34 31 30s, 24s. Uh, so like the ability to run and the willingness to run because the season as the season went on he definitely got a little more comfortable scrambling outside of the pocket. Um, but only still when the season ended a little over three rushing attempts a game, uh, in the first few games, uh, compared to a little over eight, um, in the last five. So that's good. I mean, that, that does give you that rushing floor that, that, I mean, we've talked about a lot of these guys that we've had in the last few weeks, uh, Kyler Murray and stuff like that, where, where that does really help you. Um, but you know, it's, it's those last five games are those conducive for his fantasy, uh, Production moving forward, you know, I mean, there's a there's a ceiling here for sure um, I, I Think keeping the rushing things I think honestly that's gonna help because this wide receiver room is not very good
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, 72 rushing attempts last season over 12 games. I mean that that is sort of the bright Yeah, the silver lining if there is one around him where if you can get over a hundred attempts this season um you probably like that consistency that you're going to get just from the rushing alone.
2: Yeah. And I mean again, like this guys again, we said 17, you said 18. This team there's no one at running back. There's no one at wide receiver that was a, that was added to the squad this season that is going to help what he did last season. There's there's no one coming in that's really going to make this dude's fantasy season any better. So, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, this is all PFF rankings, but the worst right now, worst receiving core in the league, which based on just the names alone, anyone could probably tell you that. And then you've also got the 31st ranked offensive line. I mean, this team is not going to be good. That's a known. They're going to be very, very bad. I don't think that they, obviously, we've talked about, uh, you know, we did the Lions episode and we, you know, we did their wins and losses. I mean, this team's not Competing for this division, Alex. Do you think they have any shot at this division with the team they currently have? No, no. I mean, I,
0: you know, that the rest of the division except for the Packers are is bad, and the Packers are not going to be as good. But they still have Aaron Rodgers, so yeah. I mean, I don't think that any team is really going to make it much of a challenge for them. Um, and if it were, I think the Bears would be fighting with the Lions for the for the end or for the bottom rather. Yeah. Um, I don't think yeah, the Bears just don't have any you know, I, I I don't I'm not low on fields. I'm not necessarily high on them either, but not this year. Hopefully that their new hopefully their new Matt coach um mm-hmm. is a little better than the last one. Yeah. But as we all know, their new Ryan GM is just as bad as their last Ryan GM. <clears throat> yeah. And so I, I don't know. Um I don't think they're gonna win more than handful of that games this year. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Fields develops a little more, because I think he does have potential. But um, that's,
2: yeah. Because I mean, you have Montgomery at running back and nobody else. Yeah. The receivers are all... You've got Darnell Mooney at wide receiver, yeah. who we'll get into here in a second. I mean, honestly, you're looking at these low-end quarterbacks. Like, if you're taking a second quarterback for your bye week fill-in or something like that, I mean, this dude's going to come pretty cheap. Yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a good stream yeah. for if he had a good matchup. Yeah. For a dual threat guy. And and obviously, you know, if the rushing numbers keep up, I mean, he could. I again I don't think he's gonna be a top ten quarterback. He has to get, you know, the interceptions down. And again, you're playing behind a terrible offensive line. Terrible, terrible, terrible offensive line. Um so I mean, it's pretty cheap, I think, you know, for a, a second quarterback. Um, obviously if he's your your number one guy for the majority of the season, you're probably gonna have some issues. Um, but this is a pretty bad, but unless you're in a 20 team league, there's no reason. Not yeah. To I mean, Mr. yeah, it's, it's really good rushing upside. Um, again, you've got some veterans out there like, you know, cousins and car, you know, that always kind of get the same kind of production. I mean, would I automatically say that, that he's should be drafted above these dudes? Not necessarily, but, I mean, he does have a lot of upside as far as the running numbers are concerned. You can imagine he's going to be working with a lot of busted pockets. So, I mean, you never know. It could happen. Um, yeah, but he, he's definitely on the lower end. But, you know, I think that there's there's some working workable things there. Um, so we'll get into this wide receiver room. Normally we do running back, but talking about what they did at wide receiver is baffling. Um, so... It looks like right now, in camp, pretty much people are saying that Darnell Mooney, uh, Byron Pringle, who they you know picked up from the Chiefs, and uh, Velus Jones Jr. Velus—I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. We'll we'll get that right. Uh, he's a good friend of the pod, so um, we'll make sure to get to get that corrected. But it's looking like these guys are going to run as the top three wide receivers, and right now, um, that's not good. Um, obviously they got Enkeel Harry, um, in that trade with the, uh, Patriots.
1: Uh, Is it Enkeel or Nikhil? I think, I, I, I've always called him Nikhil Harry.
2: Well, let's, let's stick with that. I thought it was Enkeel, but I don't know.
1: But it doesn't matter. He's out for the year.
2: Yeah. We'll deal with it next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got, um, just, and again, just like a weird grouping of dudes. Darnell Mooney. If did. He plays next year. Yeah. Darnell movie movie Darnell no movie. movie Darnell movie it's Mystery movie movies. Darnell.
0: Yeah. it's movie time
2: uh-huh. <laughs> Mooney time uh Darnell Mooney last year was a bright spot on this team a kind of a fun fun little player that you could plug in you know in your wide receiver 2 spot or your flex spot and and had a decent season 81 catches little over 1000 yards four touchdowns um but I mean this is a team that you know as a whole didn't really do a whole lot of touchdown throwing so I mean, you, you get that. But the rest of these dudes, um, I, I have right now. I have Darnell Mooney ranked as my wide receiver twenty-seven. Josh, where you got him?
1: Uh, I have him slightly higher, probably twenty-five uh, in my rankings. Yeah,
2: five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, you know, this is a team. Last year, sixteen touchdown passes to twenty interceptions as a whole. This was with Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and uh, Justin Fields. So, I mean, obviously, those numbers, I, I don't, you know, again, it's hard to tell. Like I said, this wide receiver room is somehow worse than it was last year. Um, Vales Jones Jr., I currently have as my wide receiver 93. So, I mean, that's you're going from 27 for me anyway to a pretty, pretty drastic, uh, drop there. Byron Pringle, I have slightly higher at 86. Do you have either of these guys ranked, Josh? Yeah, I, I don't even have
1: my rankings out that far. I probably have these guys on my radar, but Yeah, and, and that's
2: kind of what it's like. Um so Mooney is I think gonna be the leader of this of this group, I think as far as uh, fantasy picks are concerned, and I think that he could be a really solidly uh middle round pick for you as a wide receiver too or a flex. Um, you know, you know, you, you look at... Beating out Allen Robinson last year, uh, wide receiver 31 finish, and that was in a full point PPR uh, per game. Uh, not bad. Not a bad thing. Uh, it's not like the metrics on this dude are similar to a lot of other dudes. You know, uh, your McLaurins, your Brandon Cooks, um, who also are guys who play in pretty poor quarterback situations. Um Obviously, you know, now this season you can kind of, you know, Taza if, you know, Carson Wentz and Davis Mills are going to be solid for them. Uh, yeah, I mean, where are you, where are you taking Darnell Mooney, Josh? Like, where would you feel comfortable throwing this guy in your draft board?
1: For me, I, 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 for, I think he's a solid um, high-end wide receiver three. Yeah. And if I could get him, you know, that'd probably put him in the fourth, fifth round, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Um, I'd probably take him. I mean, I think he's a safe pick, you know, what you're sort of getting out of him, probably. Yeah. Um, but he's not going to go out and win games the way a lot of other you know, wide receiver twos are probably going to do on a more consistent basis. But
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Darnell Mooney is one of the hard ones, because he's he is the best receiver on this team, which doesn't Say a lot, because I mean, his the stats are a little bit misleading. So I mean, all of his his grades here, and again, we're using Pro Football Focus as kind of our go to for this, but they're not good. So I mean, he's he's pretty low for all for everything. Forever yards per route run under two. That's that's sub fifty. He's at fifty nine rank receiver yards per reception 11-9, That's fifty six targets per route run twenty percent. That's forty five. and his overall grade was—he's the 52nd out of 78 receivers with 100-plus targets. So he's pretty low on that totem pole, closer to dudes like LaVisca Chanel. He's getting the comps to Terry McLaurin, but his numbers are closer to a guy like LaVisca Chanel. And and again, when you're the kind of only talented guy on a a roster, I mean, that can happen. You know, that can definitely happen. Um, You know, the the average draft position for Mooney right now is— you know, a little probably higher than it should be, but, you know, for, you know, a decent receiver on a dumpster fire team, it it could be way worse, honestly, uh, Vilas Jones Jr., anything on, anything on him, uh, really fast, 4-3 at the combine, um, uh, came out of Tennessee, decent, decent, uh, stat line this last year there. Um, he is 25 years old, though, so that you know, not that that's, <laughs> I mean, for regular life, but, um, obviously he's not non-viable because of his age, but um, is projected as a starter, so I mean, could be there. I mean, you never know. And do you have any thoughts on Velas? Velas, Josh? Not really. Is he a
1: rookie? though? Yes, he is a rookie. Yeah. Okay.
2: Interesting.
1: Um, uh, one of you the know, last point I'll say on wide receivers is. Um, not a guy I'm looking to draft, but maybe to keep an eye on, uh, Equinemius St. Brown coming from the Packers. Yeah. Um, new offense. He showed a couple flashes when he was with the Packers. Nothing, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: They, were, you know, they were pretty few and far between. But
1: but if you're looking for someone who's going to, I guess, threaten Mooney yeah. uh, on any given week, he, to me, seems the most likely candidate.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, right now, probably. I mean, an honest guy. I mean, it's hard to say on any of these dudes, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's so many Nate Dante Pettis, uh, who was with the 49ers for a while, Tajay Sharp, who was with the Titans for a while. I mean, these dudes are not right for me, and an and EQ isn't either either. Um, these are I mean if you want to take I Eq I think should remain in the free agent pool and I again I think that Byron Pringle probably should as well <clears throat> and and probably Velas Jones also um Pringle could be for me Byron Pringle is the only kind of late round shot in the dark like if you want to take it you got the rest of your team set up got the got the starting spot so I mean there's that. I mean, does that make him a valuable asset to your fantasy team? I don't think so. These are guys that if you're drafting, you're probably dropping either before week one starts or you're dropping them right after week one. So, I mean,
0: I guess. Yeah, I mean, really, because we're before the draft. I mean, I know probably some players have um, already drafted their teams, but, like, for draft purposes, might be different once you get into the season, but for draft purposes, there are about three players in the team that would be considered drafting at some point and it's the um who we've already talked about at receiver darnell mooney darnell mooney yeah uh the running back and cole comet yeah later for tight end yeah don't draft fields unless you're in a weird league yeah with too many teams. don't draft fields you want to stream yeah. for a, a game if he has a good first couple weeks pick him up
2: no yeah. reason to draft for me honestly if, if there was a guy on this team that i would throw a late round dart at probably would be Fields. He's really the only one that I think, at least before week one, that yeah. you know can sit on your bench. I'm not starting yeah, him, but I don't.
0: I mean, I don't draft a second quarterback. And yeah, yeah, and, and but I
2: some people do. You know? Yeah, and I mean, in two quarterback leagues, I mean, it's. I think he's a very viable option, but in redraft, one quarterback. If you want to draft a second quarterback, or if your if your roster full, if you if you've got your team set, you've got your you know you got your handcuffs if you like doing handcuffs, you got your bench set. He's really the only guy on this team that I'm like, okay, I'll I'll see. I'll see what happens just because of the running upside. But, oh. yeah, I mean, yeah, these receivers, um, yeah. And and Jones is third-round pick. So, I mean, going over overboard with, you know, trying to figure out what he's going to do before he's played a snap of football is completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, again, I would leave him off of my roster. But Alex did just say our last name uh, on the board, Cole Komett. Just just got a first down, Cole Komet. Ooh, Cole Komet. Owen Fields is starting, yes. Right on time. Right on time, baby. Right on time. But yeah, Cole Komet, two seasons in. uh, First season, around 30 catches, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Last season, up that, 60 catches, 612 yards. Did go down in the touchdown uh, department uh, with a big fat goose egg. But for me... Looking at this dude's target share, so obviously Darnell Mooney, 140 targets, led the team. 93 targets, for Cole Komet, caught 60 of those. Um, Right now, he is my tight end 17. Uh, Josh, where do you got him?
1: Uh, I put him right around there, too.
2: Yeah. I think he's a draftable tight end. I think before the season really gets going, I will move him up. Probably to like the early teens, no further. Um, I could see moving him up to like fourteen, you know, behind like Kasecki and Fryermuth and Hunter Henry. But uh, I think he's a solid option at tight end if you play the way I play. And again, every week we do this. If you take tight ends later, I think he could be a valuable a valuable asset. Obviously, no one is coming in to threaten his targets. Him and Mooney, I think, are going to be the top target shares on this team. So I mean, we do need to get those touchdown numbers up. Um, we do have a situation where, you know, you've got you've got a couple of Ryan Griffin and James O'Shaughnessy on this team who are obviously not ranked. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, do you have any any situations? Any tight ends with, that you would any comps for any comps for comment?
1: Um, that's tough. I mean, they're all big dudes. Yeah, and catch the football sometimes what I like about Komet is just the volume that's there from last year 93 targets and you would expect that number to only go up this year uh, given the rest of the wide receiver room that they have there so yeah I, I would expect him to be fairly consistent and you know if you're waiting on a tight end and not yeah. one of the top you know three or four guys that's that's really what all you're looking for. so Yeah.
2: Well, I think that's the problem. It's because he's ranked, you know, so many people have like ranks for, who's he? ooh. Oh. No, they called the phone, but he was down. Oh, it wasn't. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have, sorry for, <laughs> I keep making comments about the games and stuff. Uh, but I mean, a lot of people have him ranked for how many targets he's going to have this season. And he's pretty high up there, but it's just what he does with them. You know, it's kind of a similar situation uh, to Mooney. Obviously not as bad. Yards route per run 1.1. Yards perception nine point seven. Those are all in the you know, around the thirtieth thirty rank for tight ends. Targets per outrun obviously is higher, nineteen. You know, that's the thing. It's the the targets are there, but is the production? Is the production enough gonna to make him better and a more attractive option to guys like Robert Tunyon or Tyler Higby? I don't think so. But I do he is an interesting player. For a young guy, young player. Um you know, I I can see this, like, working out just as easily. I can see it being, you know, kind of another, you know, 65-catch, 600-yard season. Hopefully a couple touchdowns are thrown in there. I do think that he is a he's a viable tight end that you can draft. He's a draftable player on the squad. Um, but, yeah, 17, I'm not taking him above Irv Smith or Tunyon, like I said earlier. Uh, any thoughts on Ryan Griffin or James O'Shaughnessy, guys? I don't have them ranked. I know you guys love them. I know. I know, Alex. I know. Uh, and, and yeah, one more thought on, on Cole Komet. Uh, Luke Getzey is the new offensive coordinator for this team, uh, coming from Green Bay. And that's a, could be an issue for Cole Komet. This could hurt his abilities because I obviously, I probably watch Packers games more closely than you guys do, but it was a lot of rotational stuff at the tight end position. It was moving guys in, moving guys out. You know, if you're going to get, and Cole Komet, another big catch, but um, if he does have a drop-off in the routes run, that hurts his ability to get those targets, to get those yards. So, I mean, that that could be a factor to come into play. Again, most likely some people, you're probably drafting some tight ends over this dude, so probably not starting this dude week one unless you're in a deeper league. Uh, or you're me and you're just, like, taking flyers on the underdog.
1: Well, Last point on Komet is zero touchdowns last year, and yeah. you would expect some... The opposite of regression progression uh on that front. And if he can do that, that's a pretty good situation to be in for you know a guy who's probably going 11th, 12th round in, in most drafts. And yeah. yeah.
0: Fields threw seven touchdowns last year total. Yeah. yeah. You have to imagine even if the are so very bad, throw more than seven. Yeah, touchdowns.
2: one would one would certainly help. I see no. those numbers going up for sure. Well, guys, we're gonna move on to our last position here. Uh running back. Running back, running back, running back. We've got Dave Montgomery. Uh, currently my running back, twenty. Uh, Josh, where do you got him?
1: Uh, I got him as my running back,
2: eighteen. Running back eighteen. Yeah. yeah, we're always pretty close. We're always pretty, pretty close. I went later this. I went later on some guys this year. Um, yeah. So, uh. He has surpassed 1,000 yards in each of his three seasons uh, with combined total yardage, rushing, receiving, um, which is good. 24 24 touchdowns over those three seasons. Um, You know, I feel like every year with Montgomery, it's like, you know, is it going to really blow up? Because he's been a solid player, you know, if not the most exciting. Um, Obviously, last season missed some time. Only 13, uh, 13 games played for him last year, 849 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, and that was followed up with fifty-one targets for forty-two receptions, three hundred and one yards, zero touchdowns in the receiving game. First season in three without getting a touchdown in the receiving game. Um, Khalil Herbert, though, uh, I know you like him, Josh. Um, thoughts on Khalil Herbert? Do you think he's going to take some time away from uh, from Dave Montgomery this season? Uh, probably a little bit. I know he did. He came
1: in quite a bit last year. And um, didn't didn't Montgomery miss? yes he did yeah Yeah. um yeah but I don't see him in any way threatening Montgomery as you know taking over that that spot yeah I remember the games that Herbert did come in he looked pretty good so yeah he looked
2: great I mean after Tariq Cohen went down he did come in and take some of those some of the passing down work away from David uh Monty. um it's it's a whole it's like it's the touch thing you know just saying for the for the running backs but a lot of people are saying that Khalil Herbert is going to have a bigger role in the offense this season and after his rookie season I don't see how they really can't you know and and again you've got we you mentioned him in the last one Luke Getsy coming in as offensive coordinator last year with the Packers AJ Dillon Aaron Jones so I mean I can definitely see two I mean obviously AJ Dillon's a you know big quadzilla monster person but Similar situations like a scat back plus it you're you're kind of plotter you know your guy like between the tackles so I mean it wouldn't surprise me at all if if it went more towards that that mark where we're gonna you know move the ball you're gonna use a multi back kind of situation which does hurt David Montgomery because again I mean the numbers aren't bad but the numbers aren't exactly like mind blowing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And this is, again, averaging 270-some touches a season for the first three. You can imagine now with Khalil Herbert there, that's probably going to dip. That's probably going to dip, again, before you know we really know what's—before we see any games or anything like that. We're not going to be 100% sure how much of a dip that's going to be. Um, but the efficiency numbers were higher for Herbert last season in pretty much every major statistic. So I don't see him— not being used, you know, at all throughout the season. That's that's why I feel a little bit low on him. And you said you have him at 18. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know. What kind of role do you think Lil Herbert will have this season, Alex? Do you think it'll be 60 um, 40?
0: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the if the share goes up, because it's what Montgomery's fifth season now. Yeah. Um wouldn't be surprised if he uh the new offense takes the sort of form like you said, that the Packers had, but I really don't know. I, I just wouldn't stay drafting-wise. I would, you know, you said Montgomery was 17, you said 20. Yeah. yeah, that that sounds right, but I don't, unless he falls a couple rounds, unless he falls behind that position, I don't want to draft him. Yeah. Um, I just don't trust anybody in this offense, really. I mean, unless like late, late for fields or something, or if, you know, Montgomery fell from the second round to the fifth, yeah. Or something like that. But other than that, like, I don't know. I do think that the share will go up a little bit with, with the running backs. But how much, I have no idea. I don't know who this, who this new who the new head coach is, really.
1: Yeah, Aberflus. I don't know what
0: his... I, I should know more. I should have looked into more. Because I do, you know, somewhat like the Bears. But, like, they're just such a mess. Yeah. I, I don't know
2: what to expect from them other than just more of the same. and. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there are guys here ranked in situations, you know, again, I have him at 20 and before I, do you have him ranked above or below Brees Hall right now, Josh? Uh, above. you have him ranked above Brees Hall. Yeah. So for me and one more guy, I'll ask you, do you have him ranked above or below Ezekiel Elliott? Above. You have him ranked above Ezekiel, Elliott. So, for me, I disagree with, with that 100%. You mean, by above, you mean
1: before. Like, he's higher in your ranking.
2: Yeah. 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 So, you, you would take Dave Montgomery over a Brees Hall or Zeke Elliott?
1: For sure, Brees, Zeke, I'd have to think a little bit about.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, again, like, I'm completely on the opposite side of that. Like, and a lot of people, and we haven't talked about the Cowboys yet, Zeke Elliott, I think, is going to be a steal this year. But, um, again... The Cowboys are a better offense. Brees Hall. it's it's For me, it's Montgomery's. It's the workload. What's the workload going to be until I see that? And again, you're looking at some decent numbers for Montgomery, but never anything really like, yeah. Like, you know, you're yeah. not getting those crazy big Jonathan Taylor days out of him or, or Derrick Henry days or anything, especially for a guy that's getting similar com- comparable touches. So I still think he's a good player. I definitely think he's worth drafting. but. You look at some of these other guys in these, like, committee backfields. Josh Jacobs, Elijah Mitchell, Antonio Gibson. I mean, Antonio Gibson, is, you know, he's almost completely falling apart. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what's going on with him? I don't But, uh, you know, Cordero Patterson. Like, uh, yeah, those guys, sure. But other guys who were in more, you know, you've got Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, you got Brees Hall and Michael Garter. I like those guys more coming out of mixed backfields than I do – these other guys, and I would put, you know, as of right now, Montgomery for me is going into that. Um, but yeah, we can we can uh, move on. Uh, Herbert, uh, I have him ranked at forty six. That sounds about yeah for me. I mean, um, I think solid late round, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, solid late round late round pick. Um, obviously, again, a committee role probably won't do a whole lot unless there's an injury again to Montgomery. Um but I think he's definitely draftable and if you draft Montgomery probably not a bad handcuff to to snag a little bit later yeah um, yeah i mean yeah it's it's not not a great offense uh, so again not a lot to take from here so I mean we can kind of come away with the consensus that we've got we've got fields who i think is draftable very late uh David Montgomery who again should be drafted I, I'm not trying to talk people out of drafting him just i think keep your expectations, you know, at a, at a middle level here. Khalil Herbert, who's definitely a draftable player, obviously not a starter. And then Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, who I think you can draft and start based on, you know, just your volume and no one else really being there to you know, take anything away. Yeah. Um, yeah. New offensive coordinator could change things, but yeah, I think we're there. So I think we're time for uh, your records boys. Josh, how many wins are you giving the Bears this season?
1: Oh, uh, let's see. What, what was their record last season?
2: Ooh that's a four good question. Probably. Uh they were a six and eleven ball club. They beat the Bengals that's in the middle.
1: Uh you know I'll, I'll put it with the same record. Six
2: and eleven. Six and eleven. Alex, what do you give them? Uh four uh, four and thirteen. Four? Uh you know what? I'll just be that guy. I'm gonna give him three wins. That offensive line is atrocious. The, uh, what they did in the draft in a free agency was nothing. I mean, it it was just getting rid of a lot of players, which I mean, I guess is fine. You know, we lost all the quarterbacks, you know, um, uh, you know, I, it's just not a good team for me. Not a good team. I just Uh, think Matt Nagy was so
1: bad that
2: it can only go up, right? Yeah. It can only go up from here. You know, it's, that's, that's it. Well guys, uh, We're going to do a little bit different funsies this time, and this is going to be a little bit quicker, because I feel like this one's going to end in a zero-zero tie. So, Alex, you were saying earlier, you don't really know Matt Aberflus. Well, you're about to learn. (laughs) You look so happy. I couldn't be more thrilled. The look on your face is just priceless. Uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, If you guys get any of these right, I'm going to be amazed. Uh, Josh... Uh, Currently, obviously, he's the head coach of the uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, Checks out. (laughs) That tracks. Uh, Josh, where did he get his start as a head coach? Was it Cincinnati, Toledo, or the University of Ohio? Not Ohio State. Cincinnati would be called the university. Yeah, Yeah. Cincinnati University, the Bearcats. Uh, I'll say the University of Ohio. Ooh, sorry. It was Toledo. Oh. 1992 as a student assistant coach, believe it or not. Uh, Alex, I'll ask you the next question. we got to give someone a win. Alex, where did Matt Everflus attend college? Was it Toledo? Was it Miami of Ohio? Or was it Ohio State? I'll say Miami of Ohio I, I gift-wrap that one to you. He was a student assistant coach at the University of Toledo because he attended the University of Toledo. <laughs> Usually graduate assistants go to a different like yeah, high school. Yeah, that's, that's true, that's true, that's true. Uh, Josh, he got a start in the NFL as a linebackers coach for the 2009-2010 season. For what team? Was it the Cleveland Browns, the Jacksonville Jaguars, or the Houston Texans? I'll say the Cleveland Browns. That makes the most sense. It is the Cleveland Browns. Believe it or not, it is the Cleveland Browns. Alex, I'm going to give you a chance for the tie. Alex, last season and first from 2018 to 2021, he was the defensive coordinator for what team? The Colts. It is the Colts. Did you look it up? No, it was just on TV a minute ago. That still counts. All right, boys. We're going to consider that one a tie. Um, I'd like to thank both of you so much for being here with me, as always. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. Uh, you can follow us at Twitter, at the FFCast. Uh, also, we always thank um, uh, Jack Hotel uh, for our amazing theme song, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you find your music. Thank you, Spotify. It. Thank you, Spotify Danny. Um but Yeah, no, uh... As always, keep on fantasying. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bears. The final fantasy.